best thing about being a statistician is that you get to play in everyone's backyard. That famous quote by John Tukey is epitomized by our guest today in the focus of this episode of Stats and Short Stories, where we explore the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics. I'm John Baylor. Stats and Stories is a production of Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film, as well as the American Statistical Association. Joining me are panelists Richard Campbell, Professor Emeritus of Media Journalism and Film, and Rosemary Pennington, a professor in the same department. Our guest today is Walter Pigorsch. Pigorsch is the Director of Statistical Research and Education at the University of Arizona's Bio5 Institute. He is also a professor of mathematics, a professor of public health, and a member and former chair of the university's graduate interdisciplinary program in statistics. It's certainly a pleasure to have you here today, Walt. I mean, uh, I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your experience as in working in an interdisciplinary group, how, about gearing up for work in an interdisciplinary context. You've worked with toxicologists, you work with biologists, you work with geneticists. You, you know, heck, you, you've even stooped so low as to work with me. But, but I mean, you have, <laughs> you, you have this extensive experience. And, I, and I'm also someone who values collaborative work and, that, and, and, and working with, particularly across uh, disciplinary boundaries. So can you talk a little bit about kind of how do you how do you gear up to contribute to pro in projects where you have these these interdisciplinary partners? Sure, sure. And by the way, John, you weren't the worst collaborator. Oh, well. <laughs> John, well, that's the best compliment you've ever gotten. Yeah, on oh this man, <laughs> I'm, I'm, my head I'm is just swelling <laughs> now. I'm, this is <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to be positive here. Uh, you know, and not just toxicologists and cancer people, but yes, and and but also geographers and social scientists. So in, in my perspective on this is that if you're a properly trained statistician, you are automatically trained to translate your skill sets across those interdisciplinary boundaries. I had a professor once and he was referring to a, what we call a survival analysis, uh, but he was basically, he basically said, listen, once you know what the data are, a rat is the same as a light bulb or I guess these days would be a transgenic mouse is the same as an integrated circuit. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, and that's the great point. If, if, the, if the data are uh, providing or exhibiting a certain kind of feature, status, properly trained statisticians can look at those features and decide what kinds of techniques, technologies, methodologies we have to apply to them. And they can work in many cases, and my work's been an example of this, they can work just as well in cancer biology as they can in geographic uh, hazard assessment. So how do you gear up for that? You, you get trained properly. I've been kind of pushing that for, for a little while here now. Uh, get your instructors, get your statisticians, get your, your, your teachers to, to have you recognize that statistics is one of the most translational uh, uh, disciplines available. And, and think about not just applying it to X, but apply it to any time you see something that looks like X. I, I would say that you probably do more than that, though, in terms of your, you know, you, you ended up learning a lot about genetics, and I bet you learned a lot about geography. And, you know, as you've talked about things like uh, vulnerability in other contexts on another episode of our, sh our show, you, you demonstrated that, that, you, that part of this collaboration was bringing not only kind of your strong foundational skills, quantitative skills, statistical skills, but also your, your, uh, you, you were diving in and trying to, to kind of get some, some degree of competency and mastery with your collaborators. Yeah, you gotta want to have fun with your collaborators, right? Oh well, that's you do. Uh, we're <laughs> we're like, canceling this podcast. That's I'm news to I me. 
Because <laughs> if you don't, then it's just, a, oh, yeah, you do this, you do that. But if you are having fun, then you're learning something. I learned something from uh, the geographers I work with. I learned something from the geneticist and microbiologist I work with. And uh, they were, uh, I like to think, wise enough to then start listening to what I was saying and learn something from me. And it gets back and forth and back and forth. But it, I, I call it the upward spiral where you learn something, you figure out that that's new and that's different and it's nothing you learned before. But if you're uh, ready to be listening to it and you're ready to collaborate and, and, co and, and just talk back and forth, both of you can be better scientists or better uh, 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 scholars than you were a day ago. And it just keeps going. If you let it happen, it just keeps going up and up and up and up. And that's, that's for me, that's a, a fun part of what we do in, uh, what I do in my inter interdisciplinary work. Listening to both, you know, John and Walt talk here, you know, I've, I've had a long career in academia, and we've often talked about silos, departments as silos. And one of the things that always struck me about John was how much he was involved with, with folks of Miami from lots of different disciplines. Is it better now? Are those silos breaking down? Or is statistics just one of those areas that's naturally interdisciplinary? Well, I, I think the latter is certainly true. Uh, if, if you really understand statistics, you understand that it's got a certain mathematical and theoretical foundation, and we need that. Uh, but it's also got a computational foundation. As we, more and more statisticians are being trained in just basic, uh, not even basic, but advanced methods of computer science. And that's leading to how data science is mm -hmm. expanding as its own kind of field uh, with statistics as, as, as a component. Uh, whether or not silos are breaking down, I, you know, I've been at a few different academic institutions. Um, sometimes yes, sometimes mm -hmm. no. I certainly understand that the no often occurs when funding, when, when resources mm -hmm. are, yes. are, are stretched very mm -hmm. thin. And, and it's natural to kind of pull yourself back in. Uh, but... Uh, here at the University of Arizona, we often say that we've got very low, uh, low walls mm -hmm. where you can kind of step yeah. over uh, the wall that's, that's defining the silo, if you will. And it, you can pop in and start talking to somebody and you can do this exact kind of upward spiral collaboration that, uh, that I was mentioning mm -hmm. earlier. So I, my hope is for the future that, you know, it's, it's, resources get tight. It's, it's kind of tough. But when resources open up, we'll see more and more of this, uh, this expansion of collaborative mm -hmm. science and collaborative scholarship. Very you good. know, well, one of the things I hear in your response is the idea that there's a, a, a technology transfer component that someone with this sort of foundational skills can, you know, reach across and apply it to there. But, but the other feature of this, and, and you've, you've illustrated this in some of the work that you've done, is, is this opportunity identification where you kind of realize and recognize a problem where with your, there's this, this nice synergy between kind of what you bring as the, as the statistician with the, the content specialist and finding this new problem and, and creating a new opportunity for development. And that seems like that's a pretty exciting, exciting aspect of this work. Thank you. It's a very exciting aspect. I actually have actually used the term technology transfer a couple of times along these lines. So thanks, John, for just kind of reminding me of it as well. It's... it's if you're open to it and, you've, and, you're, and your training is solid enough and, people, and you've recognized how broadly you can actually apply statistical methods, you can start telling really good stories, which is what you guys do on, on, on this very, very successful podcast. You've got to be open to that kind of thinking, and uh, that's what we certainly try to do with our students at the U of A. 
but I'm, I would hope every st uh, statistics program everywhere is trying to give those students that kind of mm -hmm. thinking. I, I forget if I told you this or you told me this, John, <laughs> but every data set tells a story. I think you told me this. Uh, and it's, it's, the, it's the recognition that that's true that, tell, that gets you to look into it and see what's happening. And just don't accept it as a series of numbers. Accept it as something that's going on. And if you don't understand the science behind it, find someone who does. And again, that's the upward spiral I was talking about. You're both going to be better, just better people, better scientists, better scholars at the end of the day. Well, that's a that's a perfect way to, to bring this to a close. I'm afraid that's all the time we have for this, this episode of Stats and Short Stories. Walter, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, th well, you're welcome, John. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, indeed. Thanks, Walt. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film and the American Statistical Association. You can follow us on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, or other places where you can find podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu or check us out at statsandstories.net and be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics. 